And welcome back to the local podcast. I'm your host, Dion Harrison, aka Ghost. If you didn't know, now you know. And guys, I'm gonna tell you right now, we got a banger for you. Today I'm joined by the multi-talented artist, clothing brand having, film lighting, and more entrepreneur, Grand National, as we chopping down about having so many talents and finding a balance. Uh honestly, bro, you're just like taking it day by day. Um Cause you know, a nigga just get so many ideas throughout a day, bro. Just bouncing. I can't even try to remember them all up. So sometimes I write them down, and sometimes I execute. I probably execute probably like fifteen to twenty percent out of the ideas that come across my head. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's a good number for the. I be having some shit. It's just like I'm like I gotta focus on certain shit at certain times. And if you haven't yet. Go ahead and leave a review and a rating for the podcast. I would definitely appreciate it. But I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to get straight into it. Enjoy the episode. All right. And welcome to episode five of the local podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Dion Harrison, a.k.a. Ghost. And today I'm joined by local artist, Grand National, Cash Only. Y'all know what it is. Eastside's finest. Yeah, Grand, man. thank you for joining I'm, me today. That's a hell of an introduction, man. You know hey, man. I got I got to have a little razzle dazzle. Make yeah, sure razzle my, dazzle. My, <laughs> my guests know that I really do appreciate them being here. No, for sure. I appreciate you, you know, sliding through and, you know, uh, sharing your company, you know, saying you know just able to talk to you about some shit you know 100 100 smoke some weed with you <laughs> but i'm gonna get straight to it bro i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna do it like how i do everybody else because we talked about this off off um the record that i like to get to know my guests for sure and like you know part of my podcast is to make i guess make the guests transparent to their future clients or people that might become fans or things of that nature so if you can just kind of open up and tell us about a little bit about high school you uh-huh. and kind of like the difference between high school you and the person you are today you know <laughs> that's funny as hell because uh high school me just like shit really all about shoes money and bitches <laughs> you know what i'm saying niggas is just really trying to figure out how to get money without actually have to do some shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, figuring away ways to finesse shit to get money, you know what I'm saying? Fucking bitches. Uh, now, was this money basketball? You know was this saying? money cash only at the time, it, or was you? you know, or? It, it was. You know what I'm <laughs> like it was cash only for sure. Uh, you know, you know, uh, it was always about using your brain with us. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to use our brain to finesse and come up. Uh, so. In ways, I still do that today. He said, "Ways it just evolved into a more yeah. uh, adult version of yeah, it." Yeah, you know, you just you, you apply, you, you see the rules of the game, and you say, "Okay, how can I finagle that back?" You know? What yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Look, don't yeah. need to work harder. You know what I'm saying? Work yeah, smarter. Work smarter. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. sir. So at the time in high school, like you said, it was about the women. It was about the money. You was hooping. It was about the fashion, the clothes. Yeah, for sure. And so every week, which is crazy. Well, which is not crazy in the long run. Cause think about You have cash only now Facts Now At that time in high school Where you already thinking about Starting like Fuck a clothing no. brand what You were that? just You were just out there Buying the J's You were just trying to live fresh Basically I was just living life man Like that's what we did Like we just You know get fresh Or Make sure we got shit that's fresh. Go to events. You know what I'm saying? Just pop up like, yeah, nigga, I got these. You, <laughs> you know see me? Yeah, you, you see it? Is, you know what I'm saying? And I know niggas to this day that 
that when uh, I went to go to get some shoes in the morning, I know mm-hmm. the niggas is in line. I know the niggas personally. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a select group of niggas that at a point in time, you know, for all this shit is like it is now. Yeah, it was a select group of niggas. It's the only niggas you see there. I uh, say now you got everybody trying to be resellers. Yeah, you so know what everybody saying? in line, everybody bots and everything. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah, I know my cousin Jamal. He used to do that with the Jays, with the Forces, everything that was new that you knew was going to sell out fast. Him and um. Can't be mad at a nigga for trying to come up on that. You can't. I you mean, can't. you know it's a limited edition. So, exactly. like you said, you know it's the game. You just playing it. Facts. Hey, Facts. I'm just playing. I want my shoes just like you want yours. And that's why I don't play it no more. Uh, I, just, a- I let the homies that have bots and shit. I'm like, bro, you know, they got shoe stores and shit. Like, I got homies that got shoe stores and shit now. So, it's like, hey, I'm trying to get those. Like, my last pair of shoes on 95 uh, Air Max, uh, the tax season. Mm-hmm. I had the homie from a league above, you know what I'm saying, Glenn. He always look out for me, you know what I'm saying. He got them hoes for me because he you said, know. Oh, you said league above. A league above. Oh, I fuck yeah. with them. Also, you got Thog up in there too. So if y'all ain't fuck with league above, y'all need to go ahead and tap in. Fuck, uh, tap in with Thog as well, Flacco. Get some um, some clothes from him as well. But um, this is an interview about you. Look, we almost got sidetracked there. But um, it's crazy as well. I noticed that you're one of the few, not few. A lot of people are actually opening up now to like sharing and posting and supporting people within the city. Uh, where did that come from for you? Was that? I mean, uh, me personally, like I just want to share what's dope or what I think is cool. You know what I'm saying? As far as my my palette, you know what I'm saying? Well, anything you see, I pose is because my palette is like, oh yeah, that's that's cool or that's dope. You know what I'm saying? I fuck what they I fuck what they doing or I fuck with how they did that. You know what I'm saying? It's no need to uh, be you know bashful about promoting your peers. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be able to promote somebody and be like, damn, that was shit was hard. You know, knowing that your shit hard too, and you, you should be taking pride in it. It's collectively hard niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Now, do you feel like that's a insecurity confidence thing? It, it could be, you know what I'm saying? It could be a, a battle within themselves that they don't know about, you know what I'm saying? So it, it could be anything, bro, you know what I'm saying? You never really know what somebody's going on in their life that can make them feel a way about something. Right. Know? So, and it's how people are raised too, you know what I'm saying? Their environment, what they came in and, it just, it is what it is with the life they live. So, speaking of environment, you you speak on the east side a lot. I've had the time to, you know, actually dwell into all your projects. I've listened to all of them, including East Side Delicacy. So, you spoke about Leo's, which is right down the street from Northeast, now classing <laughs> at Northeast, that, classing that, at whatever Northeast. that is. That's um funny. Can you just talk about how the East Side kind of shaped you and made you the man you are today? Man, it just it just was always home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I remember just riding down Kelly, you know, thirteen mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, sir. Yeah, it just it's also vivid, man. It was like it was yesterday. But it was just a, a time where you know you find yourself, you know, like girls, money, you know, it just. It's just something you gotta experience, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, I don't even know how to put it in words. It just was like a time, a period in time. And you just had like, to be there. You just had to be there. You gotta like, understand, you won't understand you unless won't you understand was there. Unless you was there. It's like a lot of shit in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City culture alone that a 
like the outside besides the black community like as far as the black community like nigga white people don't know what's going on you know what I'm saying yeah, they don't know that the, the, they the don't fine know details about sex mob they don't know about alright alright I'm be honest I did not know about sex mob until recently See? you know once I really started my local podcast and doing a- my research they're like my brother was like how do you not know about sex mob and I was like oh I didn't exactly. know I didn't know it, it was just a lot of shit in Oklahoma that, you know, we grew up in the midst of that's like niggas need to make sure we archive that and and let niggas know what we've been doing, you know? Like you know, this, this, this ain't, ain't a, this ain't the beginning. Yeah, this, this is actually we just caught somewhere in the middle of it. Facts. It's you know, it's still the beginning though. It is just that was just uh um the prefix, you know, as far as getting Molding us and then like molding our younger brothers and sisters into being these hustlers and these independent people because we looked up to our our uh, OGs and shit that you know they was hustling doing their thing and it's either like you follow them and like hustle the way they hustled or you apply what they did to a different method you know what I'm saying but right. still the, the technique and the strategy is still there you just maneuver the same I say yeah you know what I'm saying still the same footwork just exactly. a different playing field just a different playing field you know what I'm saying different. So who are some of those OGs that you looked up growing up to? Because I know, like, for me, um, I also rap. Not a lot of people know that. But for me, it was actually some people that I went to church with named Silky and Zane. Those are the people that influenced me to, like, you know what? I see that they rapping. I think, not even that I think, it's like I know that I'm able to do it. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it's like it opened my eyes that, like, bro, if you want to do that, just go do that. So who are some of the people that just kind of, Helped you push into that that music industry and into that lane, like people that made me want to do it. Made you want to do it, yeah. Um, definitely Andre Three K. He definitely made me want to do it for sure. Uh, you know, who else made me want to rap? Like a currency made me want to rap too. I was say yeah, we can't forget the Spitter. currency. Spiller just like yeah, I fuck with that nigga tough. Um, like currencies, fucking Andre. I could say Hove, you know what I'm saying? Hove made me want to rap too. Uh, Biggie, I love Biggie's flow, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I be trying to study like how he do his shit because it's, it's really impeccable. It's really, it's really uh, smooth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> how can you be smooth but witty at the same time? You know what I'm saying? And he, he mastered that shit, so I definitely be, be looking up to him for inspiration for sure. Uh, yeah, you know those guys basically. I mean, and as far as new people, Nipsey Hussle is the only other people person hey, that like just made me like, yeah, nigga. You know what it is. Yeah, man, you know what it is. Mentality. I'm I like, say yeah, Nip, will, Nip will always have a special part Facts. in my heart just because it's like, bro, dropped an album that not only made you want to go do great things. But also, it was a transparency at the same time to it, yeah. to where he was honest with himself, like rap niggas, yeah. for example, where he was really talking his shit. That was, that was a song where he was really talking his shit, whether that be in the business, whether that be in the streets, he was really talking his shit. Yeah. And for him to be able to deliver that message all into that beautiful album, but yet still leave inspired, like... That's why Nip will always be. He top bro, five he, in my world just because of that that the impact of that album. Bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. That <clears throat> he got a hell of dope albums. Uh, look at me in the first marathon. It's hard. Like that shit's hard. But like for me, that Crenshaw album just oh. really took a different a 
different like he went to a different tier. Yeah. Um he just I don't know, bro. It was, he just stepped into a different realm he with got that. One on, one on one on that. Yeah, he, he got, got that uh H Town on that. My, one of my favorites is Crenshaw and Slauson story. Yeah. I didn't that, even notice that that shit it was that long of a song. I'm like, oh, because he you know he paused it at the end Facts. where it, you thought the song songs. yeah, you thought the song was over, but then he go back in. Kill all, it. They, all the smart money got their bets on me. Yeah. Hey man, that, that's and that the way it started off. That Crenshaw and Slauson story is one of the hardest tracks, bro. Like he didn't ever did. Like, I feel like listen to that motherfucker right now. I say it's so elegant too. It start off with the piano keys yeah. too. Dude, and he yeah. talking about Black Sam. Oh, and yeah. Like, talking talk about all the situations. I was just like, bro, that shit is hard, bro. And it was a perfect instrumentation. Like it just and I and those sometimes I like I aim for shit like that. Like uh. <clears throat> As in music, musicality wise You know what I'm saying I want that Type of presence When I enter the track You know it's just me Feeling in this space You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. That's that's where it's at Say definitely a dope presence Definitely a dope presence So When did you get started In all the rap stuff Like Were you Well I know I just asked Just a second ago Like were you inspired By anybody yeah. uh, One person that I'm Particularly I have in mind Is Chris McCain. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's yes, sir. Guy. Hey, I, I'm just saying, like, I you gotta you gotta give him his flowers. Yeah, nah, for sure. So like, I was just I, I was trying to see if you were going to say it because I know you started nah, saying like the bigger names. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking as far as like growing up as a kid, but you know, I met Chris when I was probably like 13, 14, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like he used to fuck with my uncle. You know, he used to play Madden at my uncle's shop and shit. I used to beat them niggas up on Madden. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying for some money. <laughs> Um. So yeah, me and Chris, you know, our relationship goes beyond this rap shit. But he's definitely like I say that in songs. You know what I'm saying? Like in my next album, I'm, I'm telling niggas like basically, nigga, if you ain't Chris, ain't no point of saying you the best in my city. You know, it's the only nigga I allow it. Like, All right, I'm the best. You know what I'm saying? Oof, I'm that's how I praise. You know, so I that's fight, how I praise. I, I feel like he's. But he's that guy for where that comes that lyricism and that nigga's cold. You know, elite. I'm be honest. With it, you know if, you, if you haven't yet, go listen to that Rob album. Yeah, literally no skips. Facts. Literally no skips. Like there was not a single song I did not like. That's a good album. <laughs> I say it was hard. It you was hard. Drums. <laughs> so, Chris, like you met him when you were like 13, 14, and then kind of how did that relationship grow into where now like. Seeing him on one of your tracks is not just something out the normal. Like it's pretty normal now. So, yeah. but that's not available to everybody. So my question is, how did that grow? What did he just take a liking to you, or I mean, like you know, time went up, like time went past, and we just always, you know, kept in contact, spoken, you know, what I'm saying, just was chill, had a cool relationship, and just kept building. Honestly, and the more uh, you know, I dove into the music shit, the more closer we became. Uh, you know, it's beautiful. So when did you uh, start rapping though? What year? So niggas might know this. Some niggas may, some not might know. But like 2008 is like my first year of college. Like I graduated first year of college, whatever. And uh, I did a song with the homies like that. That's that fall. You know what I'm saying? We did can, a song. That was my first time ever rapping. Can we find this track right now? It's on a CD somewhere. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's on a CD somewhere. It's on somewhere. a CD somewhere. And that was just my, my first like because before then, like me and the homies always used to freestyle, get high and freestyle in the homies' car, you know, in front of his mom's house in high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, 
as far as that, I was like, niggas always like, you know, rapped and shit, but then that was my first time like recording it. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. You know, were you nervous? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know even, at the time you had already been freestyling. I wasn't I wasn't for sure on everything, you know what I'm saying? I was all right, I was just trying to make some shit that was hard, you know. So so is it safe to say that you was maybe capping in some of nah, that? No, not oh, even that. Oh, nah, I was saying, nah. look, you said it like I was talking about like when you first start off like as an artist, mm-hmm. no one's really for sure about their writing. You right. know what I'm saying? Like the their content or what they talking about or how they delivering. So it's just one of them things is I was just trying to figure out like, all right, is this gonna be hard? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I put this where it's gonna be hard? You know, just coming like my first I, when I first started, like I was just trying to how can I make this hard? Like that was that was really like the rhyme scheme, brother. Uh and then that was like last time I rapped for like another year or two and then I have moved to Maryland and then was going to uh out there on uh, the JUCO college and uh, fucking um, I got end up recording with the homies out there too. You know what I'm saying? So it just kind of naturally came back yeah, to you. It's it not something that you were. I looking wasn't for. for. I wasn't even because I wasn't thinking about it. So was, you went to Maryland? What to to hoop or? I went out there to go to school and I ended up go to like, school. Okay. Before, yeah, and I ended up uh, like you know playing JUCO out there. Uh, really, I just redshirted it and because uh, I wasn't focused on it. You know what I'm saying? I ended up starting rapping out there like that. You know what I'm saying? Then I become, I was writing every day and then like going to the homie spot that had the, like, he had the garage van, you know, the microphone set up. The, the basic set up to get you yeah. started. And then I was like, as I was doing that and I was like, man, I could do this shit for real if I really <laughs> wanted to. You know what I'm saying? I was just having those conversations with myself like, hey, mm-hmm. All right, whenever you want to stop bullshit, niggas really can put so, their feet to the pavement. That that's crazy. So you had that thought to yourself. It yeah. wasn't somebody came to you. It's like, hey, Grand, you've been kind of you've been kind of spazzing, bro. I think you should really do this. Nah, the confidence started within. Yeah, and I was like, nah, I'm finna, I'm finna do it because I just had the vision, like how I wanted to do it and how I wanted to go about like this art shit in general, um, not just with the music. But just creating art And you not being able to be like Oh that's a rapper Like, Well you really can't say that You know what I'm saying Because I do some other shit too So it's like what well, can you call me No you just call me my name You know what I'm saying You call me my name <laughs> Put some respect on yeah, it while you, you at it saying? Like that's it you know, Whatever medium I try to fluctuate to It don't matter It's gonna come out cold So you never Which is crazy Like you know athletes when they're trying to go D1, they're trying to go to the NBA, it's a one-track yeah. mindset. But it sounds like for you, you were never on a one-track mindset. It doesn't sound like, even looking at I you now, it. looking like you can't even fathom yeah. being able to do that. So how have you been able to balance having so many gifts and so many talents? Uh, Honestly, bro, you're just like taking it day by day. Um Cause you know, nigga just get so many ideas throughout a day, bro. Just bouncing. I can't even try to remember them all up. So sometimes I write them down, and sometimes I execute. I probably execute probably like fifteen to twenty percent out of the ideas that come across my head. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's a good number for the. I be having some shit. It's just like I'm like. I gotta focus on certain shit at certain times. You gotta, be, you gotta yeah. become a sniper sometimes. Yeah, you you can't, can't, be, you can't always be an AK spraying exactly, everything, bro. So you know, and that's and that's my whole uh, ideology on this next project I'm doing is like, all right, how can I be the ultimate sniper and just be ahead of what people are gonna probably do? You know what I'm saying? I feel like people are gonna. Act so you're maybe. trying to create something that's hot before. 
it even comes into yeah, the, the like a thing, the, you know what I'm saying? Thing, like like into the mainstream like, or anything. You trying to just basically like I establish this so anything after this it's gonna be like y'all you copy me. Or not even copy, you paying homage because you fuck with the idea. And yeah. I, I can fuck with that. So either way it goes, sound like a, a positive. Yeah, yeah, not for sure. So with that, trying to inspire, you know? That's that's crazy. So how do you even think of so basically you're you're trying to be visionary or something that you think is going to be hot in the future so do you take elements from like older generations current generations how do you kind of formulate that my thing is is like how how my life is and what i do and i just try to incorporate that so like i do a lot of film shit and i do a lot of photography shit outside of the music shit so i was like all right how do i make this a thing where it's like people get like a whole Get every medium You know what I'm saying Like mm-hmm. how can I make this music Film and photography Play as one Let it all flow And then it's like Alright if I can do that successfully How many people Is gonna wanna do that now Ha I, You see you my know? eyebrow go up As, <laughs> as, as and, and Like the light bulb went off I, I, think, I see what you're doing now I'm just saying I just think of people like uh, Donald Glover You know what I'm yeah. saying Like he's directing One of my TV biggest shows. He's so, rapping and it's like it's no one in this. He camp. was a comedian before. Yeah, exactly, there's no so. one in this camp. Like, nah, bro, you just need to rap. You know what I'm saying? This niggas. Tyler the Creator, same Tyler thing. Creator, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas is pushing that boundary. You know, Jamie Foxx always did it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He was one of the best. Um, say, so I'm glad. It seems like hopefully more people are starting to give him his flowers because he's the a range motherfucker, of that 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 guy. He got incredible range. But he also got incredible stories where he be run away from ass whoopings. But that's another day. That's another uh, story for another day. And if you haven't yet, check out Grand National's latest album, Stack a Dollar. Now available on Spotify and Apple Music. So, the more I've been doing my research, the more I've realized that you have built incredible relationships with two artists from Tulsa Steph and Tone can you kind of explain to me what those relationships mean to you as far as an artist but as far as also a man and how they have helped you grow man don't my niggas bro uh I met them like when I first I wasn't even really fully rapping when I met them you know what I'm saying like I was still like all right I had just got back from Maryland, you know what I'm saying? I met them when I just got back from Maryland, and I was just, like, rapping with the homies. And give uh, me a give me a uh, time stamp on that. What year that was, was that? That was 2011 or 12. 11 or 12, okay. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, I tweeted the other day. I said, we saw this shit in 2011. Mm-hmm. And that's no cap. That's when I met uh, Tone and Steph. Um, and then they invited. I was with, I was in a group, uh, GLC, Good Life Coming, with my homies, uh, Cud and... Uh, con, I mean, Cud and fucking Jay. Well, he went by Nike back then. Mm-hmm. Then he switched to Joel Porter, but uh, well, Jay Porter. But no niggas is hard. Um, yeah, I was rapping with them, and then uh, they had came out here did a show with Stutter and I think BD Man, and then uh, we was just like, oh, who was fucking with? I'm like, oh, y'all shit's you know like, dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hard. I was yeah, like, y'all shit yeah, dope. Yeah, you know, and they from the town, so I was like, cool. They're like, yeah. Oh, y'all trying to do a show? So I was like, yeah. So they uh invited us to do a show. And at uh, Hibiscus in Tulsa, that was like our first Tulsa show, and it was like I didn't even rap. I was like the cameraman. I was like I had the camera, you know. I was like making sure the homies had some good shit, you know what I'm saying. Um, 
and it was lit. Like it was lit. Like it was lit. Like that's like, my first my first experience of Tulsa doing Tulsa. It was lit. So that was my first experience. So ever since then, bro, my experience in Tulsa is always just on point. It's, it's always like something about the energy. It's always great out there, man. And like me, Tone and stuff, we just kept building from there. And you know, just stay in contact and just building. And like when I go up there, nigga, I'm sleeping at their house. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so it's just it's forever love and uh, forever uh, mutual respect and admiration. You know what I'm saying? They they wonderful artists. Uh, and the fact that they like niggas on Rolling Stone right now. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, doing big on Motown bands, records. It's hey, just like firing little Africa. Firing little like Africa. Niggas seen this shit, bro. Niggas has been rapping about this shit, but you know, nigga, it takes. Motown to put in niggas' face be like, hey, nah, niggas, stop and watch this. Yeah, watch it. For niggas to really be like, oh, okay, yeah, that shit is hard, you know what right. I'm saying? And that's, that's been my biggest thing as well, kind of why one of my motivations I started. It's like, bruh, we have it. Y'all just don't, y'all don't, it's like y'all don't want to see it. Y'all don't want to believe it, but we have, I feel like the artists, I feel like the graphic designers, I feel like everything that other big cities have, we have it here. We just need to blow it up now. No, facts, bro. I, I feel like the Fireland Africa is going to put a little match under the industry as far as, like, they going to be, like, side-eyeing, like, oh, who can we snatch up over here, you know what I'm saying, basically. So, like, the artist that's been working and putting the work in, they're going to definitely reap the benefits of Fireland Africa finna go fucking fuck around with a Grammy on niggas. Hey, I, that's the plan. I hope so. Like, I'm praying on that. But I just thought about something as well because both Steph – Anton and yourself, y'all all rap, but y'all all do other things as well. Like Tone got his painting. I know Steph, he produces Facts. as well. So they just got me thinking just like in the moment, do you believe in like the law of attraction? Facts. Because that's really crazy that you all three of you guys are all pushing your music, but also pushing other elements as well behind it. That's definitely the law of attraction, my friend. Uh the universe is gonna put you around like-minded things, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's really crazy how the law of attraction works, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, far as like me and film shit, just being in it and doing it has got me just so much farther. All the law of attraction type shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I got way more opportunities to do some other shit just by doing it. I say sometimes you just gotta put your your foot forward. Facts. But um, we're gonna stop here just for a quick second. Quick, I sec. got a, I got a new segment that I have now introduced into the podcast called okay. Fan Questions. So what I have here is a question from uh, my friend Prince. So if you just listen closely and if you can give your answer, I think he will greatly appreciate it. Okay. Hey, Grant, this is Prince, big fan. So what will take? you know the oklahoma music industry and all that to be on the bigger scale just like cities like dallas and whatnot niggas always want the oklahoma city music industry to blow up i'll, I'll fuck uh, with that hey you know man we trying to, uh, I, I don't believe we should move to to have to blow up i feel you bro. i feel like a lot of people i gotta go to dallas to get my stuff to blow up. i gotta go to atl to get my stuff to blow up that's why we want to we want to create the hub no nah, that's for sure uh you know, Prince, that's a good question. Really, it's just that that community uh, element. You know what I'm saying? If I have to piggyback off of Tulsa and the uh, Fire and Let Africa situation, it's because 
it's a community, you know what I'm saying? Motown and Black Forum are able to get behind that because of the story and the community element of all those artists that we, you know, made that project. So uh, it's going to have to be that for here, you know what I'm saying? And people that are business savvy enough to reach out to these labels to get these artists heard, you know, uh, that's a big thing too. You know, that's a thing that I definitely want to um, work with some people with. Just being able to have a pipeline, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think uh, Hell Game Reese, I mean, not Hell Game Reese, but uh, fucking Reese B. Reese B. Yeah, he just signed to yeah. uh, Mozzie, you know what I'm saying? Hey, so that's, uh, a, that's a good little pipeline, you know, once he get his thing going for him to, you know, I whatever artist your, that's dope. your tweet as well. You and Danique had, like, some tweets talking about his flow. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, ain't nobody got a flow like him. I'm like, no, who is this? No. And I went up, I uh, talked to my brother Tony. He's like, yeah. oh, y'all know exactly here. I'm you know, Tony going to know. It was a man, hey, you know, Tony. He's like, <laughs> hey, he's like, let me play this for you. So he played Banging After Dark. Oh, God. And hey. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so bro sliding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, bro sliding. Lil Reese B is hard, man. You know, I, uh. And it's funny because him and uh, KO, like his manager, mm-hmm. hit me up. They got some hoodies, and then KO and him got some. They end up wearing the shit in the video. You know, I what seen that. Together. I seen so that. I was like, that shit was lit, man. I fuck with that. You know, they both been supporters of Cash Only, so I fuck with them. So I know we've been talking about the the rap stuff for a minute here, but you also have the famous as you're wearing it right now, Cash Only. I, I didn't even see the hat too. Cash only hat. Cash only do rag. Cash only hoodie, sweater, shorts, boxing shorts. Man, whatever we can stickers, make. Stickers, whatever you can put cash only Facts. on. Um, I didn't know that you actually had a clothing brand in 2012. Yeah. Was that also cash only? What was what was nah, the name of that? What that was talk called, about that. That was called Loud, man. Living out unreachable dreams. That was like 2011. Yeah, you're right. When I come back from Maryland, I did that. That was yeah. one of the first things I did too. Because uh, I was like, I'm like, I can do this shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I did it with a group of people, which for me is kind of harder to do that. You know what I'm saying? As far There's as a control. lot of creative yeah, ideas, it's just too many. I can't. I gotta have control of what I'm doing, you know, cause I don't like doing some shit. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking like, with it. And then you can't say nothing, cause three out of exactly, the five just bro. said we want to exactly. do it. So you know, it was just you know, it's not hard feelings or nothing like that. It's just a lot of people that wasn't you know dedicated to what we was doing. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, nah, I'm gonna figure this shit out. <laughs> That's what I was about to ask. So what's I see now, like with the cash only? Excuse me. Like you pushing that, like you got your cash only shop page on Twitter. You trying to push, trying to build that. What's the drive the same in 2012 that it is here in 2021, or would you say you were like less passionate about it in 2012? I want to say I'm less passionate, just not as savvy as in uh, marketing and promoting the shit. You know what I'm saying? And like now it's to the point where I was really just making shit for myself. And then people like, oh, man, I want one of those. All right. Bro. All right, bet. Yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, because, like, when I first did the hoodies, they went, you know what I'm saying? I was just thinking, like, because I was making the album, because I already had made Stack of Dollar, and I just finished 328. I was like, well, I'm going to start working on Cash Only album, you know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. said, well, what's the way to work on it while I'm work, trying to figure out the musical part? Right. I said, well, I can just have hoodies and then strategically mark Cash Only market just cash only idea to these niggas until i dropped out you yeah. know what i'm saying so they'll be like oh this is the album you know what i'm saying so basically this was just cash only clothing brand was really just 
a filler promotion till we got to yeah. the album. Ain't this some shit? For real. Great ideas happen spontaneously, <laughs> though. Great it ideas a, happen spontaneously. It was a way to push Cash Only album without having the music to back it up yet. <laughs> no, I like that idea. So yeah. you get the hoodies off, them things sell fast. And I get and I get more hoodies off. And you get more hoodies off. So now at this point, do you feel like you forced into the clothing? Do you feel like now I have to get the LLC? Well, I was like, well, I really like the logo, and I really like what I, you know, what it stood for for me. And then I was like, well, I'm just gonna put on everything I will wear. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I just start putting on shit, you know, that I will wear. And then people are interested in, like, hey, I wanna wear that too. And I say, you just get enough people that wanna wear what you wanna wear. That was on God. Like, I got some new shit, like, yeah, you know, anyway, I know. Hey, you, yeah, you, I know you, you got know some. I know, but I got know, some hair. I can show you right here hey, on the phone, just cause you know this. We ain't on camera, yeah, right? Right. Yeah, it's crazy because my nigga that did it, he he in there. My nigga Avery, man, shout out to my nigga Avery. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, special. That, and that's stack a dollar. That's his uh, name. That, that's y'all. <laughs> y'all ain't ready. That's all I'm saying. I can't give y'all too many details. I'm going to let him drop it when he's ready to drop it, but it's some heat. Man. It's some heat. Um, so, <clears throat> I'm sorry. So now you're doing this clothing. You said, you know, people want it. How did you kind of, you got like a unique color scheme, like, or like palette or whatever for your clothing. You got like these very light blue cream colors light purple how did you choose those type of colors because man those are fire (laughs) (laughs) like those are fire man it's really just finding a t-shirt that i liked and then going through their palettes and seeing what i liked amongst those you know saying once i found like a soft one i was like oh okay i like this you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying then i was like all right where's my range like where, where can i go with it then i start seeing the pastels i'm like i definitely like that like that real soft purple got one but it's it's just like yeah i think my it's favorite subtle. out of it probably had to be that cream one that cream that, that cream one go orange. crazy yeah, yeah that, that that, and that's and that's one of the t-shirts hard to uh keep in stock because that cream is crazy that cream circle but so you you've done the cash only you've done you know your artists your albums and things like that but you also been stepping into the movie industry yeah man that's what are you, what exactly are you doing in that? Because I don't know if you're like an actor. I don't know if you're filming. I don't know if you're taking photos. Um, I don't know what exactly. So, so, so as far as like me, I'm like a uh, cinematographer. Uh, I direct also and like produce shit. Um, but as far as like in the professional world right now, I do set lighting. Mm-hmm. So I like uh, uh basically like movies. Um, Make sure we got the right lighting for a movie. Um, that's what I do right right now. Like, yeah. How how important is that? Because you know, as as a consumer, we just see the movie as a final yeah. product. We think like a lot of things. It's probably like, oh, that's just natural lighting. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Natural so lighting. <laughs> I I didn't know like how how important that to the, the to the movie complete. Bro, like, does it without the the stage lighting? They're not doing nothing without that lighting, bro. Cause it's it's not gonna look like what people perceive. Cause it's already a standard of what movies look like. Okay. So it's and like ain't no turning back. Ain't no turning back. <laughs> so only thing you can do is try to get creative, depending on the um, 
the subject matter and the uh the script. So it's like what like right now I'm on a fucking nineteen twenties era Ooh. of fucking that's the time period. So it's a period piece. So everything's like it's horses. I say dusty. Yeah, bro. Dusty. Yeah, no, nah, we're like we're yeah cowboys, hats, bro, boots, all I can that. Show you shit on my phone that you be like, nigga, what? I like, heard um Leonardo DiCaprio was down here. You know? Doing dusty things. Yeah. Looking out at dusty too. towns, him and uh Keanu Reeves. I don't I haven't seen Keanu Reeves. I uh, see nah he came he came here to get this uh vaccin vaccination. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. But hey, that lets y'all know things are happening in Oklahoma. People are coming to Oklahoma. Hey man, Hollywood is in Oklahoma every day right now. Every day. So from the outside, how do you get inside to that then? Know somebody. I'm not uh, going cap. I mean, but like, cap. let's say we don't know anybody. Like, literally, I, don't, I couldn't tell you, bro. Because like, my thing <laughs> is like, I'm where I'm. I'm where I'm like, I work with Hollywood people every day now. Right now, at this point in my uh, career, as far as movies, and this is on my like my second professional movie, mm-hmm. and it's off the fact that knowing somebody, bro. I promise you, like, I wouldn't be working on uh, this movie I'm working on now if I didn't know somebody. So. You saying basically networking is the key. That is the ultimate key, bro. So is it? Are you saying that just for that industry, or are you just saying? Are you saying it in it, life it, in, in general? In life in general, it's it's life okay. in general. But as far as the movie industry, uh, everything is referral. Mm-hmm. So it's like someone's gonna be like, "Hey, uh, I need such and uh, such and such." You know what I'm saying? They gonna be like, "Oh, well, this guy right here." Like you know what I'm saying? And like I happen like two people have mentioned me to. The guy that got me on this film I'm on now, and it was like, oh, okay. And he called me like, I want you to come, you know, do this, this film through the plug, through the grapevine. Yeah, bro. And like, I'm working with niggas that you know work with Tarantino. You know, I'm like, this is no, this is some real ass shit. The people I'll be working with, bro. So it's crazy. You go from cash only, you go from Grand National the artist to like where you controlling everything. You the man in that world yeah. to where now you're a novice. Facts. You're at the bottom of the totem Facts. pole. How has that reality like set in? I know, um, are you, is it something like you're humble about because you don't really care because you gained experience? Is something like, well, I kind of wish I was a little bit more like I was doing a little bit more or is it somewhere in between those? I say it might be in between because I'm getting Pay like a motherfucker. Look, you, can't, <laughs> you can't complain when it's coming in. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm getting compensated quite handsomely, so I can't really be mad at that. But I do have a control where it's like I want to control the the image. But I'm getting to study like one of the best uh, directors of photography, cinematographers in the fucking world. You know, he did like Brokeback Mountain, uh, fucking uh, Wolf on Wall Street. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm, work, <laughs> I'm working with him every day. So it's like I'm getting to learn to see how he created an image. I'm getting to look at his images he created for this film and studying. Like I'm learning every light that we're using. You know what I'm saying? So when I do my own shit, it's like I know the, I'm coming totally different where niggas gonna be coming from, bro. I promise. You. So how are you soaking all this information in? You writing it down? I mean, it's a lot. Like I'm that scene. I'm you just you getting the own hand so that um, every you just repetitive action to um, where drilling into your facts is drilling your into mental. my cere- cerebral right now, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I'm living it, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm really just all the way 100% dialed in into like directing right now. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm still like finna set time to like record another album, even though I got an album I'm about to put out. You know, what right. I'm saying? I just like staying ahead a little bit because I know I might take some time to do a movie or. 
want to fucking write a movie or whatever the case may be. So it's like I want to have I give each medium respect of time. I say so with all these skills, all these talents, like, do you ever shut down? I do. I be sleepy like a motherfucker. Uh, I'm like, but like, do your brain ever shut down? Like, it's like, as soon as you go to bed, it's your last thought, one of those three. Or uh, is it nah, like, are you finally able to just say, maybe, let me just step away from those and give myself a mental break from those career fields? I do. I too take breaks. I like, I like, after this, I'm going there and fucking probably <laughs> lay down and watch some movies. You know what I'm saying? I like, right. I really like watching movies. That, that grew me into like wanting to make a movie. It's for me being young and watching all these movies and watching these directors like, oh, I like the way like I knew like Tarantino, like when I watched this movie, I was like, yo, something completely different than he's doing than anybody else at the time. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I knew that. So I always had to find interest and I just said, fuck it, I can do it. You know, it's not it's not too many black fucking directors out there, you know what I'm True. saying? They they few and far between, they get to go to the to the top, to top, the top, 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 yeah. top. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like Spike Lee's. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, so they Singleton's. are look. You hear about them trying to look for a new black director for the Black Superman movie that they're doing? See, I don't want to. Do you shit you like hear that. all the and, and if you were a director, I would with those that. type of that type of context, a Black Superman. I'm would not, you would you take the job? I really don't want to do Marvel. No, I don't really don't want to do no super nothing movie. Honestly, Keep so would you do a Black Panther movie? Then I wouldn't. No Marvel. I just I'm not, I mean I'm I watch it, but mm-hmm. I'm not really into it like that. To where it's like I'm more into like the real life. You know, we can make a drama or a thriller or something like that. I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't eventually do something Marvel if like the time was right. But it's like I want to focus on making pieces of art that. That I have in my head Like alright I think this would be A great story Or have these Great stories Or you know Maybe do a book You know Like all my favorite Directors either have Great writers Or you know They draw from great books <laughs> You right. know what I'm saying so. With that That's that's crazy though Cause I'm The more I'm thinking about it It's like To make a movie You need Hella people So how It sounds like You wanna Eventually be that Main director on set But how do you build a trustworthy team in that industry? Like, I know you're saying referrals, but. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really just about working with people. And, and, like, when you work with them, if y'all work well, like, y'all create some dope shit, you know, like, kind of stick with them. Like, that's me personally. If I, like, like people on this list, this is a list for uh, the 328i movie film we're working on. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and most of these people are people I worked with before. And that do certain things, or they do a lot of things, but they really, really good at a certain area. Right. So I'm like, I'm just trying to bring them all in, so that way we can, uh, we can just create one thing. Yeah. That's my boy. Shout out Trey Dush, and Facts. I just saw him on the board. Another Northeast alumni right there. Man. But um, you ever work a nine to five, man? Not in a while. I say, how you never, you don't seem like a type of person that could even make it through that entire eight hour shift. Bro, I've done it. Don't get me wrong, I've done it. But I, when I was doing it, I, like <laughs> when I was doing it, it was like either I was benefiting in some way from that nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, you know, uh, I was really just doing it just to get quick money to make a flip or something. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. But um. Yeah, bro, I done did it. I done worked at Coke, you know what I'm saying? I done worked at all type of sh- places, bro. But I just knew that jobs wasn't for me. It's just like, I knew that shit. Uh-uh, uh-uh. 
So there was a moment, I think it was like in December. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm going to slowly piece it together. It was okay. in December. December. What was it called? It was a tweet. It was talking about rappers. Rappers. And it was talking about the famous ones. Famous ones. Okay. Which Could one? you guess what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. All right. So basically I'm talking about the tweet where the girl was like, why can't rappers oh! be? <laughs> why oh. can't rappers be loyal? Oh, yeah, bro. You know it's funny about that, bro. Like, can I you was, talk about I, that and how? You, Cause you turned that. You turned basically an L into a dub, bro. It it wasn't even the finesse an L, game. The bro. Finesse game was nice. Like she said that. Uh, what did she say? She said, uh, "Why rappers can't be loyal?" And I was like, "Oh, what did I? I forgot what I said." You said something based like "I am" or something of that sort, or something of that nature, or some something along those lines. And I said, "Why can't we be a something oh, like yeah. that?" And then she was like, "I mean, famous ones." Which okay, <laughs> I'm not a famous rapper. I get that, bro. Like it's it's no it's no it's not a big thing. That right. I know that. You know what I'm saying? So like, I I didn't really. You know, read into it maliciously. I was like, not the famous ones. I mean, I guess I'm famous ones. So I was like, okay. I just left it alone. Then when I seen like niggas just like, oh, you know, Twitter doing Twitter do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, since niggas is here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you all something to watch. And it's crazy because you had dropped that video with you and Sly already. Yeah. Like, that's the craziest part. You had dropped it like three days prior. Yeah. And then for it, it's like, you know what? I got this opportunity. All these eyes are on this tweet. Might as well. I pers- I was personally watching. I'm like, I'm curious how this is gonna blow up. So let me just sit in the back, and then I'll watch it go from like 500 to like 2,000 to like 4,000 to uh, to 11,000. Niggas just ain't got shit going on, bro. So they got time to sit there. Hey, hey, good. All publicity is good publicity. Yeah, you know, niggas is reaching out. I'm like, hey, what's up? What's fuck, tap in, shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't tripping. Like, she ain't, like, this the internet. If you can get your feelings hurt on the internet, <coughs> you're in the wrong place, bro. Facts. You're doing the wrong thing. Facts. I said, you ain't going to survive in this in this yeah, world. Gonna, <laughs> it's way worse things than a, a lady saying you're not famous on the internet. Facts. So the last thing I want to ask, bro, before we get out of here, something that's kind of been on my mind, something that I noticed that you kind of try to stop it and put an end to yourself, yeah. is why do people try to divide the city and the town? It's just former history, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, generations have a different history with each other, so it's kind of been that divide, but, you know, that shit's all. It ain't there no more, bro. Niggas is locked in, you know. Niggas in the city especially trying to lock in with Tulsa at this point. At this point, like we talked about earlier, they saw that Motown. Now they they like, oh, oh, the niggas is doing something right. (laughs) But for sure, no, Grant, I do appreciate you taking the time out your day. I know you're very busy. Man. Yeah, I know. Hey, sleep is important too. Appreciate so, you having me, man. I ain't gonna hold you up here too much longer. But uh, can you go ahead and drop your socials, your um, Twitter, your Instagram, whatever you want people to follow you on? But yeah, y'all can follow me on Grand X National anywhere, TikTok, all that shit. I ain't posted TikTok. I don't know how long, but. <laughs> So oh, you probably don't socials. want to get on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. That's that's my domains. I'll be on them hoes chilling. All right, for sure. Well, there you have it, guys. Another episode, another classic. Grant, I'd like to say thank you once again for joining me for this episode. And guys, 
I don't know how to say this, man. You need to be on the lookout for this next episode. It's going to be a real special one. It's going to be one that uh, I've been looking forward to for a very long time. And I think it's, it's an essential episode for everybody. And if you watch episode 6, you'll understand exactly what I mean by essential. But if you haven't yet, follow me on Twitter at Dion, and that's spelled D-E-I-O-N, underscore Harrison1 to stay updated about the podcast. And also, if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and leave a review and rating. I'll catch you next time. Peace.